What is up, guys? So before we start the show today, I want to take a little bit of time to tell you about something I hold very near and dear to my heart, and that is Social X. Social X is a community of entrepreneurs working together to make a positive impact on the world, scale their businesses, make more money, and build their networks with like-minded individuals. They teach entrepreneurs how to go from zero to six figures, and their weekly mastermind calls feature top business moguls and entrepreneurs from various industries. They have online courses, they have amazing entrepreneur events all over the country, and much, much more. Now, if you're interested in learning more about Social X, go ahead and go to socialxmastermind.com. And uh, let them know you came from this podcast. And, you know, I really genuinely believe you should join this mastermind because honestly, without it, this podcast would not exist. So go ahead, come join me within the Social X Mastermind. And let's go ahead and get on with the show. Welcome to the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show, where we speak with elite individuals and top performers and sing what it takes to stay healthy and get wealthy. Are you ready to be elite? Are you ready to be part of the 1%? Well, then without further ado, let's get it. What is up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. Today, I have another elite individual on the show. He is the CTO of Tetranoodle Technologies. He is the CTO of MindHub Technologies, and his main mission is to empower entrepreneurs to maximize their potential, take the results to the next level, and turn their vision into a reality. Please help me welcome Mr. Manuj Agarwal. Mr. Agarwal, how are you doing today? Good, very good. Thank you so much for having me. So excited to be on the show. Yeah, I'm likewise. I'm uh, excited to have you on. Uh, Apple introduced me to you, and uh, yeah, I've heard amazing things. I was like, I gotta have him on the show. Let's do it. Let's make it happen. So, for those of you who do not know who you are, Mr. Agarwal, why don't you go ahead and tell us a little about who you are, what you do, and you know why you do it. Sure. Um, so my background is software and IT, and uh, I work with uh, tech startup founders, entrepreneurs. Um, uh, I've had a 20-year run. I've built a uh, lot of uh, technology for small startups. You know, I've worked with people who were at a very early stage. Uh, they just had an idea and then didn't know uh, what to do in terms of their next steps. And I've also worked with Fortune 500 companies where, you know, the projects, the, the, uh, the budgets ranged in uh, multiple millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. So I've had a range of, uh, you know, experiences range of uh, business domains um, from real estate to healthcare to education uh, and different technologies, machine learning, blockchain, and, and everything in between. Um, and then on top of that, uh, about five, six years ago, I delved um, really deeply into spirituality, meditation. So I also coach people on their mindset and, and sort of aligning their, their values with their business and getting exactly what they want out of life. That's perfect. I love the whole mindset thing too, because I feel like that's so key for, I mean, anybody really, but especially for entrepreneurs getting into their spaces and actually making an impact. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So how did you get into all of this? Like, what was the, what was the big push? What was the start? So, I mean, um, I had a, I had a somewhat of a difficult childhood. Uh, I grew up in India uh, in a very small town. Um, I was, I was working, I started working at 15 in a factory and I was making like $2 a day for a ridiculous amount of work. And I knew I wanted to get out of that situation. And um, long story short, you know, I, I figured out, uh, I, I, I found my love for computers and programming, luckily. And, you know, that's when life changed for me. But the scars of that experience, they, they continued on uh, with me. And so they sort of, you know, built my belief system, beliefs, uh, you know, built my mindset as I was growing up. 
even though I was getting professional um, success, uh, all those sort of beliefs, they started affecting my personal life. And to the extent that, uh, you know, it started affecting my close relationship with my parents, with my wife, even my kids. And so, uh, you know, as, as I was growing up, like you, you get into this fighting mode where, you know, you're fighting with, the, with everyone, you're trying to find, uh, like if, if, if you're successful at something, that's your success. But if you fail, uh, if you fail at something, then you start to find excuses. You know, it's not me, it's you, it's the government, it's blah, blah, blah. And so uh, when I started seeing patterns like, you know, okay, not all of these people can be wrong. You know, so there's something, you know, something inside me that I got to look at. And that's when I started, um, you know, seeking help. So first, obviously, I uh, went to therapists and psychologists, psychiatrists, and they did help a little bit but not not like there was no breakthrough but i i ran into these um couple of spiritual teachers and they taught me a few things and that was like it changed me overnight like you know overnight literally and i started seeing some really uh deep patterns that i did not realize that were that were there and um from there i started working on it you know uh, like um, it's just like anything like you get a lot of information when you go through these exercises but then you need to implement them in your life and uh, and so on and so once you started implementing it once i started implementing it i i found like uh, profound changes in my life and and that's why i'm so passionate about sharing this with the, with other people as well Absolutely. Yeah. So what were some of those, um, you know, cause you said you went through the, Sorry. uh, like the kind of what would seem as the normal route with going to a psychiatrist, going to a psychologist, doing all of that. What was it about the spiritual route that really stood out to you and was able to make that change overnight? I think you're cutting out. I, can you repeat that question? Oh yeah. Um, let's see. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, because you, you were saying that you went the tr what would be the traditional route, which is the psychologist, the, the, the psychiatrist, the therapist. But it, was, it wasn't until you saw like a spiritual coach that it really everything changed right there. What were the, some of those key things that you were told and taught that really helped you change overnight? Well, first thing, um, you know, one thing is uh, the first step in this journey is self-awareness. You know, because as I said earlier, um, we, uh, we grow up, um, with, with, the with the mindset that, um, we have to accomplish more. We have to, you know, we have to have a certain type of house. We have to drive certain type of car and all that stuff. Um, and then we get wrapped up into all these situations and not only wrapped up, um, in, in a way that, you know, it becomes our life mission, but we also get involved emotionally because now we are associating our own self-worth with these possessions. Um, so when things don't go our way, we, we start to not only say, okay, we are unsuccessful, but you know, our self-esteem starts to go down. Um, if this is all part of, you know, understanding yourself, your mind and how it, it works, what kind of beliefs you have. So that's the first step, knowing yourself, getting deeper in, inside yourself, being very honest with yourself taking 100% responsibility of what happens to you and then working from there. Because now if you take 100% responsibility, you can actually start to trace back all the events, all the successes, all the failures to specific events that, that happened in your life or the actions that you took 
and they are directly related to that right so now that you get some clarity around this now you can say okay whatever happened in the past is gone now let me focus on the present and align myself with what i want in the future so that as the future starts to you know sort of show up it will be in line with what i want right so so that is the i mean it's a, it's a brief um i described it briefly it's much more work than that but that is sort of the the stepping stone self awareness is the first step gotcha so what's the second step so i can the second step is um it's it's kind of it's kind of hard to learn about uh, learn about things about yourself and especially especially the negative things mm-hmm. you have to be brave enough to say yes that is my fault right uh and once you get to that point you can say okay now i need to figure out how do i neutralize it because if you try to change your personality it's not going to work um like you know we are who we are so it's about accepting it as part of you you know whatever whatever um, drawbacks you have whatever sort of uh, flaws you have in yourself you have to accept it as part of you and now you need to work towards how do i neutralize it so meaning um you know um if if you are a pessimist you know how do you train your mind not to have any pessimistic thoughts if you um you know if you're uh, some sort of an addict it could be uh, drug addiction it could be work addiction it could be you know addiction to any other behavior um once you realize that now you need to figure out okay how do i uh, force myself to break that addiction it could be removing yourself from certain situation removing yourself from certain type of friends removing yourself from certain type of uh, places you you used to go to you know these type of things um are are you know these are simple steps but it's more like you are helping yourself to uh neutralize these these issues that you have right and then communication with others empathy towards others because once you learn about yourself now you say okay you know i'm not like i'm not 100% right i have flaws and just like me other people have flaws as well so you know if somebody doesn't talk nicely to me maybe they are having a bad day or maybe you know that's how they talk rather than getting emotional and saying hey you know why didn't that person talk to me maybe he doesn't like me i'm not likable nobody likes me blah 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 and you know you, you just start to make a huge story out of it right um so so that's the idea that's the next step Gotcha, gotcha. I mean, you you pointed out something there that was super impactful is that, you know, your environment really determines like what you think and how you do things. And a lot of that comes from the social circles you put yourself in or the types of information you bring in. And one of those key, you know, key pieces of advice that you put there is like remove yourself from those people that are negative. And, you know, as it you see it all over social media, it's it's something that's thrown around a lot, but like it it's a very hard process to do, especially since, you know, your your psyche has been attached to that group for so long. You know, trying to take yourself out of that is like a hard step. How do you how do you go about removing yourself from those negative influences? I mean, uh so find your purpose, right? So let's say let's say social media is an addiction, right? Um now you need to figure out what is your purpose. Uh in your life what what are you seeking so let's say you are seeking attention then maybe spending a lot of time on social media is okay because that's aligned with what you're looking for right because right. It, it, that, that is your core value that satisfies you nothing wrong with that 
but if your purpose is to do something else in life something to produce something to be an entrepreneur um you know make money wh whatever that is then you s you put that purpose in front of you and work towards that and you can say okay i need to spend time on social media because that is my purpose my purpose is to uh, spread awareness about my brand my purpose is to learn from like minded people and then when you work on whatever task is in front of you with that purpose in mind then you can start to uh, again you know put some boundaries around you like you can say i'm going to i'm going to spend uh, half an hour every day on social media and i'm going to put that activity on my calendar i'm not going to like you know willy nilly go to social media and start browsing as and when i feel like it i'm going to have a specific task for myself and i'm going to spend 15 minutes on linkedin 15 minutes on facebook and that's pretty much it um and so once you once you know that purpose it has to be big enough it has to be huge that anything else is is minuscule uh, in front of that right so for example if it it could be your family it could be your future um with your spouse it could be you know whoever you want to become that is so big that anything else is anything that is coming in the way it becomes an obstacle so you automatically start to remove those those obstacles you automatically start to put boundaries around you because you know for me um i have uh, like one of the things i realized in certain things which are addictive like this uh social media being one alcohol being another one uh these are addictive things and um i have little self control over these things when, when you know when i come across these things so then i need to put boundaries against around myself right i need to put um use calendar use these kind of tools remove yourself from people who drink a lot these type of things so so that even though uh, consciously or subconsciously you cannot change your personality at least you can force your, yourself to live a life that is aligned with your values right perfect yeah so i mean this is what you're doing here is amazing but what what was the purpose behind helping entrepreneurs make these you know mental shifts and you know these breakthroughs what was the purpose for yourself to be able to help others you know um what happens is uh like we have been told you know this society sort of awards uh, this uh, macho personality that you know no matter what just break through and just keep going right like everything will work out but the thing is uh this this will only uh, you know people will realize if they have gone through any kind of mental uh, well being challenge so if you're mentally not in the right state of mind then it becomes like a fog that surrounds your mind all day long and that's all mm -hmm. you think about even though you're think saying you know i ah, you know everything will be fine just put it aside and let me put my head down and just keep going um but the end of the day but uh, you know that that fog that is surrounding you will start to affect how you make micro decisions as you go through life right you know how how do you spend your time how, what kind of food you eat what kind of people you meet how do you address them how do you communicate with them all that gets affected and you know as entrepreneurs especially we are all we do all day long is take micro decisions like hundreds thousands of micro decisions so even if you say due to your mental uh, structure if you take 5% of the decisions and you make you make wrong um wrong decision on micro uh, points that you that you that you have to deal with that adds up cumulatively and it starts to um 
take you down the path where you don't see the results or worse, you actually sell, uh, start self-sabotaging yourself, right? So um, what I'm trying to say is like, no matter how ambitious you are, no matter how good of a product or service or ideas you have, if you're not in the right state of mind, um, it becomes exponentially harder to get to your goal. So that is why, you know, when I see what happened with me, I was working literally 80, 90 hours a week and nothing was happening. Nothing was moving. In fact, I was like just drowning in work and nothing was working out. But as soon as this mental block shifted, uh, things started to happen, you know, and things started to happen effortlessly. Like I didn't even know, um, like some things happened. Uh, I didn't even realize, okay, you know, this is happening. Oh, wow. Uh, um, I, I need somebody to help me with social media and, you know, just, just being on uh, Facebook five minutes later, somebody shows up, Hey, you know, I'm a, I'm a social media manager. How, how do you do? And blah, blah, blah. I'm like, okay, how is this happening? Right. <laughs> so, um, and so it's like magic. And, and since I noticed that in my life, I talk to other people, they say exactly the same things. So it's, 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 it's like a, a universal thing. So people who don't realize this, who, people who don't sort of are not familiar with it, I think it's a game changing uh, thing for them, transformational thing for them. So that is the reason why I'm so passionate about sharing this with others. That's perfect. Yeah. Having that mindset shift and just, cause you need to make sure that your mind is there first before you do anything. Cause other than that, like you said, it's, it's a little, literal cloud of fog. I know I was in that scenario for like years where I was trying to build this business. I was trying to do that. I was trying to do social media. I was trying to do CBD. Like, but my mind was just so off and nothing happened. Nothing came of anything. And it wasn't until I really started working on myself that I figured out because once you start working on yourself, you start to realize what's important to you and like the avenues that you want to go down. I'm like, okay, well now I know it's important for me. It was fitness and the podcast. And I was like, okay, these are the things I need to do and go from there. And now it's now we're here today. So I mean, it's, it's exactly. crazy how just a, like a small, like mental shift and like really taking control of your mental health can really make some changes. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Sure. Yeah. So outside of the uh, mindset uh, field, you also help uh, people start up their own companies as well. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. So how'd you get into how'd you get into doing that? I mean, it's uh, you know, as I said, my background has been technology. I've worked with so many startup founders and so many startups. And as I was working with them, I started noticing some patterns of what people do to be successful at this game and what people do not to be successful at this game. So uh, one, once I started noticing these patterns, I was like, okay, you know, I, I should um, really work with multiple startups then because, you know, like once I have figured out the formula, I don't have to do much um, in terms of spending my time and getting the people on right track in terms of their startup. So that is the idea where, you know, I, I bring all this experience, all this knowledge, and then I start to, customize it for a target um, startup. And then I work with the founder. I actually, you know, look at their, their background as well, you know, help them with their mindset if, if that needs to be done and then start to, uh, you know, guide them into building their business. And I also uh, focus on bootstrapping rather than raising money. So, you know, that way people become more self dependent, independent without any external money, without any external influence. And, um, help them sort of get to where they want to go in and, and attain to independence. 
Perfect. Awesome. So let's say I've got a startup company. What would be one of the first things that you would, you know, I'm coming to you for help. What would be one of the first things that you would help me with or tell me to do? So, like a um, company, for example, if it's an existing startup, then I will ask you, okay, what is going on? Why, why do you need my help? What is not working? But if it's a brand new startup, then you may say, you know, I, I just don't know what to do next. I have this brilliant idea. So then, you know, either scenario, I can, I can sort of take that up. So let's say it's, if it's an um, existing company where something is broken, so then it becomes a question of discovering what is broken. So, you know, I can sit down with you, go through certain, um, certain uh, questions, certain steps, uh, look at your finances, look at operations, look at the product, look at revenue, uh, all these different aspects and say, okay, you know, these are the high priority items. This, this is what's broken. So now let's brainstorm on what the, what the solution could be. And, uh, you know, there could be multiple solutions. And again, we go through the uh, similar exercise of prioritizing it and figuring out, you know, what solutions we can implement right now to get you moving. So that's, um, that's sort of the, the framework that we use for existing ones. For a new startup, it, the first thing will be, okay, you know, what is the product or service that you want to bring to the market? Now, let's figure out who your target market is, who, who's your customer avatar. And now, once we know who the customer avatar is, we start to approach those people. And um, this is even before you build the product or service. So this is just basically getting feedback from the market. So you find these people, ask them some questions, uh, float some ideas, uh, tell them a little bit about your idea. What are you trying to do? And then ask them, hey, do you think this will help you in any way? Like maybe it'll save you money or time. Uh, do you think it'll, it'll uh, help you to an extent that you will be willing to pay for for this product or service. And then once you have a little bit of that feedback, now you can, um, you can either be in total alignment of what the market is looking for. And then that means you have hit the jackpot. So go all in at that point. But in most cases you need to pivot a little bit. So you may be thinking, okay, I'm going to start a food delivery app, but the market may say, you know, we got tons of food delivery apps, so we don't need any more. And then you can say, well, how about um, a vegan food delivery app? How about, uh, you know, um, uh, supplements uh, uh, delivery app, something along those lines. So you can start to differentiate yourself or go into micro niches and, and see what resonates. And then once you find a good amount of feedback and you say, okay, you know, there are people looking for this and this gap has not been filled. Now you can start to build your product or service. So, I mean, there are multiple other steps as well, but that sort of gives you the idea, I guess. Gotcha. Yeah, no, of course. Cause I mean, I think that's one of the key things that um, really differentiates a successful startup from a failed startup is the fact that the successful one did their market research first. They didn't build a product and then go market it. They found out what actually was needed and then they went and provided it. Exactly. Exactly. No, that's perfect. So um, what do you feel is the one thing that a lot of startups either miss or they fail with that are like, that's like a common thing among startups. Yeah. So the, one of the common things is um, when, when founders, they come up with an idea, they are so sure of themselves. They fell in, they fell in love with that idea and um, they're not ready to listen to anything else unless it is in line with that idea. Uh, uh, so what I mean by that is, you know, everybody has a different background, different life experiences. Um, so we all have different priorities in our life. So, as a founder, let's say if I come up with a gadget and say, okay, this is the best thing ever. You know, I need this in my life. So if I need it, a lot of other people may need it, but that's a flawed 
way of thinking. As I said earlier, people may need it, but slightly different version. They may need it in a, a different color, a different size, a different uh, functionality. So be ready to pivot. And in some cases, your idea may be totally, you know, totally a ridiculous idea. Nobody wants that. Um, so be ready to face that as well, you know. Um, and uh, in some cases, uh, you know, the market itself could could be such that uh, it, it is not very conducive to revenue generation. For example, certain segments of markets, uh, you know, um, I, I, I was trying, I was trying certain products to help people make progress in their careers. And I tried quite hard and had, you know, a moderate success in that, but then slowly realized the amount of efforts that go into, you know, serving that market is, is too high because by definition, you know, they don't have a lot of money to spend because they are trying to make progress in their career. And so you, you, you need to find out these things and be ready to accept them as, um, as the market feedback, objective market feedback, and not, not sort of get insulted by it. And then, you know, based on that feedback, move on. And people who don't do that, they, they, they suffer. And then uh, along the same lines, a lot of people, they try to follow, you know, uh, Steve Jobs, uh, you know, who, um, Jobs famously said, your customers don't know what they want, you know what they want, which, which may be true for Apple, which has, you know, 30, 40 years of uh, history behind them. They have billions of dollars. They have re-streams out of the wazoo. Um, so, you know, they can say they know their customer better, but as a startup founder, uh, who's especially somebody entering into this field for the first time, that's not true. Um, so try to learn uh, about your customer on revenue. Because a lot of people, again, you know, they, they, they try to emulate Mark Zuckerberg, where they say, oh, you know, I'm going to build this social platform. People will come. Someday it's going to monetize. No, it's not going to happen. Because if you don't focus on revenue on day one, you may end up running out of money. Not everybody is as lucky as, um, as Mark Zuckerberg, right? So, um, so yeah, I mean, those two things, customers and revenue, those, those are two things you need to focus on. Boom. Yeah, because, I mean, if you don't have the customers, you don't have the revenue. So I mean, you need to make sure that you get the customers first. And, you know, the revenue thing is a def definitely a very interesting topic, too, because I feel that uh, from, from my experience alone and then also from experiences of others is that a lot of people, when they first start their startups or their service-based company or whatever, they don't really pay attention to the operations or the finances as much as they should. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. So finance, cash flow, operations, customer support, all these things come into the picture. Uh, marketing is huge. You know, you need to be... Um, at least familiar with the uh, with the marketing concepts you may not be good at it yourself but you need to be good enough to know uh, who to hire and um, you know how to how to collaborate with them and make sure your message is uh, is right gotcha so uh, again the self awareness thing comes up again i mean you need to be self aware of what you're good at what you're not and then for the places that you're not you need to find ways to hire or at least yeah. you know, educate yourself a little bit so Let's say, for example, someone comes in, uh, they start up a, they want to do a new a company. Um, they found their target audience. Uh, they, the audience wants, wants their product. Say, let's say, we'll go back to the supplement delivery app. Say it's a supplement delivery app. The, the audience, the market wants it. What's the next thing that you would kind of tell them to do? So the next step is, uh, you know, don't, don't start to like spend uh, thousands or millions of dollars in building it. 
uh, build a prototype first. Um, and uh, you know, some, we can call it an MVP, we can call it a prototype, whatever. So um, well, even before the MVP, you can build a prototype just, just like a mock. So you, know, you can draw it on paper, you can, you know, there are apps available where you can actually simulate how the app will actually function, how it will look like, and then take that to your potential customers and say, hey, we talked about a couple of weeks ago, I floated this idea, and now we have a prototype. Do you think uh, you'll have a few minutes uh, to, to give me some feedback on this? So again, collect more feedback, and then once they look, look at it in, 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 a, in a more uh, sort of a concrete uh, shape, they can give you more uh, concrete feedback and or they may even say, oh, you know what, two weeks ago I told you that was a good idea, but now I look at it, I mean, I don't, I don't see I'm gonna use it. So, so, you know, as the people see a more sort of realistic version of this idea coming to life, they may actually give you even more specific feedback and that could be negative or positive. So be ready for that. And then if you get positive feedback, then move on to the next step, build your MVP you know, build the core features. And again, go back to the market. Hey, I showed you a prototype. Now it's the real thing here. Here it is. Can you beta test? Of, you know, this is absolutely free. Here's a sample or here's the trial version or beta version, whatever. Use it and let me know how it goes. Um, maybe share it with some, a few a handful of other people. And then you get more feedback, right? And then you can plan, okay, now we have a good idea about what will work, what will not work and build the version one of your product. Version one again, go back, get more feedback, version two, and then keep iterating that. So for what it sounds like, the startup world is a very long-term play. Not, see, long-term, I, I described these steps uh, in, in, in the sequence that it, they should happen. But these steps, maybe, you know, a few hours, uh, like maybe, you know, Let's say you have a you have a good uh, social media presence, and let's say you have few thousand followers. And if you want to get feedback, you don't need more than 20, 30 people to engage with that, with 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 what you're trying to do, right? Because you need a, a big enough sample that you know out of 25 people, if 20 say this is a good idea, I think that gives you a good level of comfort that yeah, I mean, I I think I think this will work, right? Um, but if only two people say yes, that means you know that there is some work needs to be done. And so it really depends on how fast you want to move, what kind of like, you know, what kind of sources you have. Um, so if, if, if you don't have a large enough following, maybe you can use some paid ads or you can hire some interns or whatever. Uh, but, but the idea is that you go through these steps and then based on the urgency, based on how, how fast you want to move, you can, you can accomplish these things in a smaller um, smaller time segments as well. Perfect. I love that. Awesome. Yeah, that's a lot of great information there. So um, kind of shifting gears just a little bit. Can you tell us a little bit about what you're doing now with, uh, you know, tell us, you know, Tetra Noodle Technologies, MindHub Technologies, you know, you're the CTO of both. Yeah, yeah. So MindHub uh, is, a, um, is a blockchain based platform um, where it's, it's for mining industry, not blockchain not uh, Bitcoin mining, but actual silver, gold, and copper mining. Okay. Um, so it's a very, very interesting, very uh, high profile project. And um, I think uh, it's going to be live within the next few weeks. Uh, that, um, like, I can't speak a lot about it. Uh, but Tetra Noodle is my own company, my own, uh, my own uh, consulting and coaching company where uh, I work with founders, 
I work with people who need help with their mindset and um, or build their technology. And I sort of, you know, again, look at what, what is their situation and uh, I help them out by, uh, you know, giving them suggestions uh, in terms of what, what they can do to um, fix that situation or uh, improve that situation. And in some cases, uh, when people want, I can help them actually, actually implement it as well, like execute it. So whatever ideas we come up with, um, they may say, I, I don't know how to do this. Then I can step in and say, okay, I'll help you implement it as well. Perfect. So what's, what's one of those common questions that you get from people who come to you through Tetranoodle? What are like, um, like what they need help with? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so, uh, interestingly, somebody asked me the same question yesterday as well. So most of the time when entrepreneurs come to me, they ask me one question, which I don't think is the right question. Um, so they ask me, can you help me to raise money? And I ask them, okay, uh, what kind of revenue do you have? And they're like, no, we're not, we don't have any revenue. Okay. What kind of product do you have? No, we don't have any product. You have an idea and it's a brilliant idea. And, uh, you know, then I tell them, okay, you know, uh, this is not how generally businesses, uh, uh, work, uh, especially, you know, businesses have been built traditionally for centuries by investing your own money first, your own time first. And so this culture that has grown around us, uh, you know, sort of thanks to Silicon Valley and all that, um, where people don't celebrate revenue, they celebrate how much money you have raised. And uh, even though companies like Uber, they're they are losing money every day, they are celebrated as, uh, as you know, uh, as, as real, really um, up and coming businesses. Whereas in my opinion, if, if you're losing money every day, I don't know how long you'll be able to survive as a business. So, um, so, so uh, the right question to ask is, what can I do to implement this idea on my own through bootstrapping, um, get it to a point where it starts to generate revenue. And then, um, then I will go and look for, uh, investments or money uh, to grow the business because at that point you, you would have proven yourself. You would have proven the uh, business model, the product market fit, the revenue model, everything would have been proven. And now the same, uh, the same investor that would have taken 50% of your company at the idea stage will will be happy to take like 10% of your company for a higher investment because now you have done the groundwork and proven everything out right so 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 that's uh, how i um, think people should go about building their businesses yeah that's a great point there because i know venture capitalism really has become very glorified and now you i mean there's even tv shows shark tank where they're like people are asking for money you know everybody think that money grows on trees you just get it from the the right tree but you really have to be able to build something yourself first. Yeah, that's, that's I mean, like you said, for hundreds of years, that's how businesses were built. And then the other thing is money is tricky, right? Like um, there are so many game shows, uh, you'll see the psychology working, you know, deal or no deal or, you know, all these, all these, who wants to be a millionaire. The psychology behind that is as the stakes go higher, especially when the money is involved, our mind starts to play tricks on us, you know? And that goes back again to, to uh, you know, making the wrong decisions. So as the stakes go higher, we are not able to make the right decisions. And imagine now a startup founder who has never seen more than say a few thousand dollars in their bank account. They have $2 million sitting in their, in, in their bank account. What happens is 
now they start thinking about okay you know what are my unfulfilled desires that i want to fulfill now you know i want to get a nice office i let let me go get a nice furniture maybe let me lease a nice car uh, you know let's let's take the whole team out for a uh, offsite uh, offsite meeting and uh, you know it'll be good for everyone i mean these are the desires that we have internally right um, and now we can satisfy them because it's 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 somebody else's money like you know i can i can spend that money without feeling guilty but that is not going to move the needle for your business you know you need to be focused on what can i do to build a feature what can i do to support my customer what can i do to add more sales channels to my to my revenue model you know these are the things you need to focus on and and when you don't have money when you don't have a lot of money you are really laser focused you you cannot really think of anything else but but to focus on your business when you get a lot of money from other sources yeah i mean you get distracted yeah so let's say somebody came to you and uh, they just did a you know they did their first round of funding and they got you know 2 million dollars how do you combat those urges how do you combat those selfish desires and tell them like what they need to be doing in order to push the needle forward yeah so that you know, remember i said um, as i am becoming more familiar with the mindset and how the mind works and that is the reason why i start with that right like if a if a startup founder comes to me no matter at what stage i have a discussion with them i i i, I before even we talk about business we, I, we talk about tell me a little bit about yourself your life story where did you come from what can i uh, what kind of um, uh, events that happened in your childhood in your in your youth you know what is driving you towards this and uh, help them realize their their core values and then work from there so once you are clear on this is my core value uh, unless you are a really stubborn person i think if you are a rational person you you will see where you are going wrong you know if, if maybe you cannot see um, yourself but if if they are working with me or somebody like me we can point out hey you know you are spending your money and time on the wrong things here now it's up to them to listen if they don't listen you know it's up to them um but if they listen then yeah i mean they can get on the right track and they can realize you know it's about uh, it's about putting your own biases aside but doing the right thing for your customers for your business for your employees and and everyone else involved that's perfect as and i i'm i i can imagine it must be pretty frustrating you know you get a client you tell them what they need to do and then they don't do it it's like oh what are you doing you know the funny thing is the funny thing is um when they do that i know that after a year or two they're going to call me back and that <laughs> always happens like consistently that happens you know? <laughs> so i'm like i don't know why i don't know why they don't maybe you know maybe it's the way that i tell them how what to do and and that's again my my way of uh, saying it uh, but but yeah it's interesting how um you know you can see things clearly and you can say hey you you you're going down the wrong path i'm going to try and stop you but if they don't stop you know they realize sooner or later yeah oh yeah you know what i was told was the right thing to do but um, i didn't do it so uh, it's interesting how it works you know they'll call they'll call you right back later <laughs> hey uh yeah i should have done what you said to do <laughs> no 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 they never say that they're like hey how are you doing uh, you want to meet up for coffee or you know and then i mean it's kind of hard to accept your um, fault right <laughs> right no absolutely they say it in different ways
<laughs> so funny. Gosh. Well, this has been an absolute pleasure to have you on the show, Mr. Agarwal. Uh, are there any questions that you were kind of expecting me to ask, or is there anything that you wanted to cover that I haven't asked yet? Or You did a pretty good job, I think. Uh, yeah, it was quite entertaining and a lot of fun having this conversation. Perfect. All right. Well, if that's the case, I got one last question then. So let's say that you were the one conducting this interview, right? You were interviewing you. Mm -hmm. What would you ask? Um, what I will ask is, um, why didn't you focus on these? Um, why didn't you focus on yourself earlier? Um, because I think I have lost a lot of time and a lot of energy by not implementing the things I actually already sort of understood because even way back in 10th grade, 11th grade, like I, I, I was reading books around, you know, uh, how your mind works and, and uh, how do you incorporate these? Like I grew up in India. That's where, you know, spirituality and meditation, those type of things originated. And I completely ignored them because I, I linked them with religion and I, I'm not religious at all. And so only when I came over here uh, uh, in North America, I sort of started realizing the importance of of these practices. So I will, I will ask myself that, Hey, you know, why didn't you look more deeply into this when, when you were like 15 years of age, 16, 20, whatever. Um, I could have saved myself a lot of trouble. <laughs> yeah. I, I resonate with that for sure. Cause I mean, I'm hitting, um, I was, I'm 22 and I'm doing the podcast and I'm fitness coaching, but I, I had ideas of doing this like four or five years ago. And it was, it blows my mind as to like, how, why didn't I do it earlier? It, it's, it's, but it, I think it really came down to pushing past those mental blocks that you had yeah. mentioned earlier. Is like being able to push past those blocks, eradicate the fog around your mind and actually see what the vision is clearly. So I think, you know, at least for me, that's what it was for me, you know, then, much farther along. <laughs> exactly. No, exactly. And then, and then the thing is like, also when you, when you reach a, reach a certain state of mind, you also realize that nothing is by chance, you know, even if, we, 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 we may think that we lost those years, but that was a discovery period for us. You know, we, we could have gone the, our entire life without realizing anything, which many people do, you know, many people just live hundred, hundred years without realizing any of this. Right. Um, but you are 22. Like I would have, I would have killed to be in your uh, shoes to be at this stage in at 22 to realize these things. But you know, it's, it's like, everybody has their own path. So uh, I say it's a journey, you know, just enjoy the journey and, uh, and just be, uh, just do the best you can and, and things will fall into place. Yeah. Trust the process. I love it. Awesome. Mr. Agarwal, thank you so much for coming on the show today. If anybody wants to connect with you in any way possible, how can they do so? Yeah, I'm uh, active on Facebook and LinkedIn. So just search my name. It's not a very common name, so it should be easy enough. And, uh, I have, a, uh, I have a couple of free gifts for your audience. Uh, you can go to tech.innerget.com. If you're a tech startup founder, you need help with uh, your technology, or if you're uh, looking to, uh, some, for some help with mindset, go to mind.innerget.com. So it's m-i-n-d.i-n-n-e-r-g-e-t.com. Perfect. Well, I'll be sure. Everybody go there, get your free stuff. Uh, we all love free stuff, but I mean, it's going to be very, very valuable uh, resources from you, but Thank you so much for coming on the show today, Mr. Agawal. And thank you, everybody, for listening to this week's episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. And until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy. Do you feel the
Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Young, Healthy, and Wealthy Show. My name is Chase Henderfit. I am your host. And if you have any questions at all, feel free to DM me on Instagram at Chase underscore Henderfit. And I have one favor to ask. Please just share this episode with one person. You never know who it could help impact. And if you share it on your Instagram story, I'll repost it on mine. So until next time, stay healthy, get wealthy.